0: Now, he's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Ladies, welcome on into this episode where we're talking about money. Show me the money. And we're actually going to be talking about the different money languages. If you'd never realized that there were money languages, there are actually eight money languages in terms of how we connect with money. And I have an expert with me here today. I've got Julia Scott with me. Hi, Julia. Hi, how are you? I'm really, really well. I'm really looking forward to this. This It's our second episode together. Yes, it's so good (laughs) to be back. (laughs) Yes. So Julia, we're here to talk about money languages. And I would love it if you could give us a really brief understanding of what these different eight money languages are.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, so I might just explain to people what a money language is. Sure. Start with. Um, so I like to always bring things back to um, relationships um, because we all resonate with that and understand it. So you've, all, you've heard of the five love languages? Yes. I think most of us have heard of that yes. and how if you can understand what your love language is and your drivers and values um, and understand your partners, then you can communicate so much more smoothly and easily and understand how to um, ask for what you want in the other person's language in terms of love so if we then now move back into the money arena we can do the same thing for money languages Um, it's kind of like your money personality if you will and everyone has a unique blueprint so um, there's eight different types archetypes if you will um there's the alchemist who is um an idealist and loves to illuminate positive change there's the romantic who is um like the hedonist and loves to spend money to enjoy the pleasures of life uh the connector who is a relationship creator, and they have a lot of faith and optimism in everything that they do, and for that reason, people always want to connect with them. Um, the accumulator, who's the inner you know, banker, and um, they they love the concept of respect and appreciation for money. The nurturer, who is the um, like an, they love to care, and they have a lot of compassion for people around them themselves um and they are like a an, a sponsor for everyone around them except for themselves right. Right. um and then the ruler who is the empire builder yeah. um and they have a tendency to overwork the celebrity who's the big shot and they love to just splash cash to get some recognition right. um and the last one is the maverick who is like a rebel with a cause and right. they just like to do things differently to everybody else everybody wow, else
0: I love that how interesting to bring money into sort of such interesting categories and suddenly you know money seems very very interesting and very very yeah. uh, emotional doesn't it
1: yeah yeah and it's just it's really exciting to understand the people around you and you'll go oh you'll have these aha moments that's why they um, we clash so much so for example my top three archetypes uh, the accumulator, of course, because um, that's the accountant in me. And then the next one is the ruler, the empire builder, which is why I love everything about entrepreneurship. And the third one is the maverick. And I like to do things differently, which is why um, I do money differently. Um, so but my sister, I did this with her and she her top archetype is a romantic so as you can imagine, the accumulator and the romantic clash big
0: time. Bit, yeah,
1: because I'm like going, "Oh my God, what are you doing? Why are you spending all your money going on holidays to Europe every year when you don't even own a house?" Like I, I was just like, "That's ridiculous." Whereas she thinks I'm ridiculous because she's like, "How can? What use is your money when it's just sitting in an account, not doing anything? Right. Um, you've got to live your life." And the thing is no one archetype is better than another and we all need a bit of everything, a bit of balance, and sometimes we can be a bit out of kilter and awareness is always the key for all this kind of stuff. So um, when I first started learning about all this kind of stuff, like money languages and mindset, I realised for the first time that I didn't have any fun in my life. Like I... Holidays used to just, I didn't see the point in them. I was just like, (laughs) like,
0: (laughs) it it
1: costs a lot of money. Um, Second of all, it takes me away from my work. So I'm the empire builder and my work is my life. And I just, I get a lot of joy about from work. Um, And then thirdly, because I'm a maverick, I'm like, well, everybody goes on holidays. I don't want to do the same as everybody else.
0: So (laughs) So would you tend to have a sort of a dominant, like one dominant um, archetype? Or yes. mentioned three for you. Um, yeah, so you have the a big, primary and a secondary.
1: Yeah, the, the biggest one is the accumulator for me. Um, but so when you understand when you del- delve into what that archetype is and the challenges for that archetype and the strengths, you can. Um, you could become familiar with those challenges and those trigger points. And when they come across your path, you can have some a system and some tools to help you to not get sucked into that negative vortex. So for me, it was um, not taking time out to have fun. because fun is where your creativity comes from Mm -hmm. Uh, and everybody needs some of that in their
0: life a bit of that yeah
1: yeah and um, for me it was also um, spending money to make money and I um, was always untrusting and I would overanalyze every opportunity I had to you know buy somebody's program or to um, invest in a new car or something I would overanalyze to the point where It took weeks for me. I became OCD about working out like all the different options that I have or whether I'm getting the best deal and negotiating the hell out of it. Um, Takes up so much time, so much brain capacity that you could be spending on more positive things uh, aligned with your strengths, which is um, one of my strengths as an accumulator is understanding complicated money structures and being able to... Um, Articulate that to people in in an easy frame so that they can understand complicated things. So that was my gift. Um, So, and my sister, going back to her as a romantic, she realized that she just needed to have some kind of um, emotional anchors to remind her why it's still important to save. little bit yes have fun but she also needed to save a little bit and now she has a house right she still has this great lifestyle but um yeah we can all do with a bit of each other's money languages yes
0: and I can definitely see you know like the love language is so valuable to understand if somebody you know needs to be shown love or hear you say I love you yeah and if your money like if you're sorry if your love language is to do something quite opposite I can you know, and then that person does not feel loved because you're not saying I love you. That's what they want to hear, but you're yes. not saying, even if you do love them.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: yes. But you're not giving it the, giving love in the way that they need to receive the love. Yes. The same way I can see how with the money languages, if you and your partner, for example, or your sister or whomever it might be, are speaking a slightly different language, that can create sort of frustration there. There'll be frustration. Or you know, in a work context with your boss. Yes. It can create sort of a frustration there because you're not speaking the same language, literally, and you're not getting what you need. That's the thing that's interesting. I think about it because it comes down to values again. You're not getting what you need to feel satisfied, to feel secure, to feel, Mm -hmm. you know, that alignment. Are you?
1: No. um, So you can apply this framework to um, not only your boss and people you work with, but if you're in business for yourself, your customers. um, All your customers will have a different kind of um, money language and some of them um, might want, might crave the value aspect and they're only going to buy if you have, if you give them value and you you articulate what that value is. That's the accumulator customers. Um, You might have some maverick customers and they don't want to do things the same way as everyone else everyone else so they you might want to offer them um explain to them how your product um, or services are different to everyone else's out there and um you're going to not be taking the same vanilla path everyone has and then when it comes to your work um you can understand what's driving your boss in terms of numbers Um, Um, And how can you make his job easier? Because at the end of the day, he's going to want you around more and going to value you more if you make his life easier or her life. Sorry, I don't know why I said his. That's okay. probably, (laughs) let's face it, we're all about women here. So,
0: So if you say, for example, you're in a situation, let's just take a hypothetical situation, which a lot of women find themselves in, which is I've been working my butt off, you know, I'm not getting recognized. I'm not getting what I want from, you know, my boss. I'm not getting paid appropriately. How, in that situation, can you apply money language theory to you and also to identify where the potential barrier might be or the, you know, the lack of sort of com- communication is between you and your yeah, boss?
1: Sure. Well, you can identify what your strengths are through your, my, your top archetype and you can explain you know when when you're putting a proposal to your boss on why you deserve a raise you can list your strengths out um and then of course you can become more aware of what your challenges are and you can put in place some kind of system to help you override them um and then you can also um point that out to your boss as well and then um, if you if you can identify your boss's money languages, you can identify what drives him, what he values, and you put yourself in his position and say, if I was him, what would I um, want in somebody doing in the role that I'm applying for? What do I want to see from them? Yeah, what
0: like you're basically giving them, them the the output that they value so say for example the boss is he or she is an accumulator yeah say for example they're an accumulator you have to sort of demonstrate the value that an accumulator would value
1: yeah you can um you can explain where you're saving money you can um you, you you can explain uh ways to um to, to align with new ventures for the future that are in a cost-effective manner by connecting with certain people and making relationships and get, making deals and things like that. An accumulator loves a good deal.
0: Okay. So <laughs> yeah. it's about saving money. It's about creating deals create, creating new opportunities.
1: Adding value. Yeah. Any, yeah, any way you can add value. Um, so if there
0: were a ruler, for example, an empire builder, yeah, um, would there be anything different that you would do for them in those negotiations in terms yeah, of so value you're adding.
1: A ruler values people who um work hard for what they do and they and they just um they're very focused and diligent and they deliver what they say they're going to deliver. So mm-hmm. um yeah, and there's talk about your
0: track record, yeah, Look about the outcome. I mean, to be honest, yeah. in any salary negotiation, you should do a combination of all of these things, right? Oh. I mean,
1: most definitely. So
0: it's about where you're adding the value it's about yeah. where you've kind of already had an impact on your KPIs yeah. it's about you know delivering against getting those results yeah um, like you say expanding looking for opportunities where the business yeah. can expand where you can be more competitive etc yeah. but I'm just wondering whether there are ways in which you can appeal to the to the value system of your boss yes if, if he or she was, you know, I mean, you're not going to get many celebrity, maybe you will get a few CEOs who are a bit more like a celebrity kind yeah. of crazy spenders. Um, maybe you get some mavericks in there as well who want to do things differently and, yep. you know, uh, disrupt the market or whatever it is.
1: Yep. Um, you might get some connectors, um, people who uh, value relationships. Yes. And so if you can um, connect with uh, your Uh, other businesses that are going to help your company um, that's a way that's a way to add value you really it's not about you it's about the person you're trying to impress and sitting in their shoes and going what impresses them and what do they need to make their life easier and and then put a plan in place to do it.
0: I love that. I think that's really interesting. It sort of ties together with a lot of the work that we do in Values too, but I mean, it's it's obviously a a unique way of looking at it, from a money perspective. Um, But I think it's a really interesting thing to sit down and ponder. You can sit down with that list. You've got idealist, romantic, connector, accumulator, nurturer, ruler, celebrity, and maverick. And you can have a think about yourself in terms of where you think you're sitting and have a think about where your partner's sitting and even that in itself could be a big eye-opening conversation between the two of you yeah yeah, you know, yeah I mean, along the way some of the best conversations that i've had with ross my partner have been around about our values and what's mm. important to us and what we're looking for next in our lives
1: yeah you know, both
0: individually but also together yeah they always sort of bring up such interesting and we're quite different in many ways so it's mm. always quite interesting i think having those conversations yeah. Um, and it is what it is, right? You have to kind of work with each other's value systems and, and what you both need um, to both thrive in that relationship. And it's the same in any relationship, I think.
1: Yes, most definitely. So, um, I- anyone who wants to do to understand what their archetype is, I have a free quiz on the resources page of my Amazing. website at loveluckwealth.com. And um, I'm sure we'll put that. In the notes. So sure. do it, get your partner to do it, and then you can have deeper, meaningful conversations around setting goals for yourselves and you'll understand where the other person is coming from and why a certain goal is important to them and maybe not to you. And then you'll have a bit more compassion for where they're coming from. Um, And I mean, it's not always easy to get your boss to do the quiz, (laughs) but um, you can just, you know, think about like which archetype do you think he would fall into and um, how can I best impress that archetype um what what do they value the most and then and then deliver it find a way to deliver it yeah um yeah you've just got to put yourself in their shoes and you've got to be able to articulate the results that you can or have delivered and uh put it in writing
0: absolutely because
1: not everybody can take all that information in at once and Mm -hmm. um yeah I think people forget the power of writing stuff down whether it's just for yourself or to deliver um, a proposal to your boss for a negotiation writing things down on paper like I'm talking hand um, held pen to paper there's something to be said about how it Uh, interacts with your brain and when you write something down your brain sees it as more real yes and it will find a way to make it come true yes Um, i'm a huge
0: believer in that i think a massive part of deepening learning and cementing the learning is by actually writing things down almost sort of trying to interpret what you're reading or hearing or learning and creating your own diagram or creating your own system or list or something like that that just reinforces what you're learning I think it's really really powerful it Uh, is and it does cement your intention
1: that's right and then once you write that down there's a system in your brain that will be activated called the reticular activating system and it will start to look for opportunities in your immediate surroundings uh, and the people you know and the places you go um, to find ways to, to make this happen. You don't have to know if you're going to set goals for yourself on what you want to achieve before the next review date. You don't even necessarily have to know how you're going to do that. Having the idea is the magic in itself. And then you have to write that down and then just let your brain find the ways to and and let the law of attraction bring the the different people and opportunities and things that you come across when you read it'll come to you and you have to trust
0: that yeah i can agree more julia thank you so much so thank you so much also for sharing your free resource to do the quiz to find out your own money mindset i think that's really interesting sorry money language yeah um how else could somebody connect with you or work with you? What, what sort of um, links do you have that we could share with our listeners?
1: Yeah, well, all my links across the web um, are Love, Luck, Wealth. So that's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. My website is loveluckwealth.com. And there's lots of free resources there. There's a blog. There's ways to work with me. Everything you need. So okay. Don't be shy, connect with me and communicate with me. Um, I love to receive emails and messages from people. Um, We were just talking about this before, Rebecca, that we we send out all this content all the time and we don't always have a live audience that is responding in the present time. So I I love to get feedback from people. So please write to me.
0: Email away. Yeah. (laughs) And definitely I'll put all the links to to the quiz, and also to your resources um, into the show notes. If you want to connect with Julia, just go to the show notes and all the links will be there. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies. It's been a pleasure as always. Julia, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Really appreciate it.
0: Today's conversation really took me back to some of my early communication skills training in NLP, where we were talking about flexibility and the idea that the most flexible person in the room wins. So this idea that the person who can adapt, the person who understands what the other person needs most, is the one who's most likely to be able to influence the other person. So when it comes to salary negotiation, salary review times, pay rises, I'd love you to think more about the person that you're actually negotiating with. And I think Julia's insights today have really given us a really good understanding of how different people think. There are eight different types she's talked about today, eight different ways in which people value money and how um, their values actually drive their behaviors and their decision-making. And I think if you can spend some time thinking about how your boss or the person you're negotiating with actually values things and values how people work and how people show up and how they expect people to perform and all those kinds of things you can actually talk about yourself in a language that they identify with in a way that really kind of influences them in a way that helps them think that you're like them and you get them and you understand them and what they're looking for ultimately so I have really enjoyed that conversation. I thought it was a really, really interesting way of looking at money, but also in terms of um, values and what people value most. So I love that. Um, If you're interested too in talking about your career and talking with me, perhaps about you know moving forwards in your career, getting promoted, getting out of that space of feeling invisible and unrecognized, and that's absolutely our area of expertise. We work in the space of personal branding and raising your profile and building visibility and credibility with key stakeholders, so that you can really assume those senior leadership positions and be seen as that thought leader, that go-to expert. Your first step. With us always is to download one of our free resources. It's um, a free resource, it's called The Seven Habits of Female Execs Who Get Promoted. You can get that by going to Rebecca's FreeGift.com. You'll get some other emails from us with all sorts of valuable um, content on them. And I just really hope you take me up on my offer because it's the greatest starting point to get um, started thinking about your career and moving forwards and actually elevating yourself into that position that you're absolutely worthy of and ready for. But I really want to help you get there. So that's the first place to go Rebecca's free And I look forward to seeing you next week.